Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast, episode 96 the number one thing holding you back from having the love you desire. So this conversation is important and relevant for women in relationship who don't have the love they desire. And of course, also for women who are sovereign being single, um, single little chickens out there <laughs> who are not currently attracting the quality or caliber of partner that they long for. Pretty excited about this one. How are you feeling over there? Fired up? (laughs) (laughs) Per per usual, fired up. Yes, because this really is the number one thing, what we're about to share. And we see it with all of our clients. And you just saw it with a whole group of women at the Emergen, which is what inspired this. And so the number one thing holding you back. I think we should not tell them yet. I feel like we should. (laughs) Okay have a little bit more build up, a little bit more build up. Well, just that it's big. What this thing, (laughs) this thing is big and it holds back so many women and, um, yeah, it's hurting you. (laughs) I'm going to say it. Okay. (laughs) Control. Control. You know why you had to say it? Because you're the controller. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that sounds about right. You had to take control. You were like, Kate, you're being too relaxed right now. <laughs> I'm in the Grecian vibes over here, yes. super relaxed, taking my time. And you're like, oh, <laughs> gotta let them know what it is. But but seriously, the number one thing holding you back from the love you desire and really holding us back from the life that we desire is control. And so the, what inspired this episode, as Catherine just shared, I am in Greece as most of you already know, and I've been here for a while. I'm feeling very comfortable and happy. Um, I just led two immersions back to back. Um, I had a couple days of rest between. It was so extraordinary because I've never led two in a row. I only, I've, I usually do one in the fall and one in the spring. And because of the big C, um, I had to move, you know, an event one of them got moved four times and finally I was going to do it in May and then May just still wasn't quite feeling right for travel and events and all of that. So I moved it to the fall. And so I ended up doing two in a row and it was such a cool experience because I I've been doing the immersion for so many years and I, it's such a, it's always so magical and transformational and powerful to see women really come home to themselves in such a profound way and really fall in love with themselves and each other and life again. And it just like changes the trajectory of everything in their life, um, especially love, but every area. And it was cool doing two in a row because 
I never before have compared groups. Normally it's like one group comes in, they have a massive transformation. And then six months later, another group comes in. So I'm not comparing, I'm not thinking, oh, but this is different than that was. So it actually activated the controller in me the second week because the first week came in really open and ready and, and excited. And of course, all their shit came up too. And all their saboteur archetypes also came up, but it was different and mm. it, it felt more open. And then we got to the second week and it was a room full of um, the saboteur archetype controller. And so it was a room full of women that were attached to, they had an agenda. They were like, okay, I better get something out of this. I just flew to the other side of the world during a pandemic. Like this is, you know, this better be what I think it's going to be. And like, I'm, I got to go home different. And what are my friends going to think? And there was this obsession over what are people going to think when I get home and I have to be different. And, and it's the very attachment to the result, the, this obsession with getting something out of the experience that was actually taking them out of the experience. And so many times I said, you know, as long as your controller is leading, you're not going to have the experience that you're here to have because you're robbing yourself from having that experience by trying to attach to it so strongly. It's like holding on to this, that saying where you hold on to grains of sand. And if you hold on too tight, they fall through your hand. And, you know, I see women do this all the time with dating and love. It's this attachment to, you know, whether you're in a relationship and thinking it needs to look a certain way or be a certain way, or, oh my gosh, the agenda it's, you know, it's, we've been together for three years. We better be engaged. We better be married. We better have kids like this constant attachment to controlling the experience and, you know, being single and like, oh, I like someone he hasn't texted. I need to have this next thing, I need this next, like there's so much control that happens and control happens when we don't feel safe. That's why we try and control. But the reality is it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because the more you try and control, the less, less safe you're going to feel when you learn how to trust life, trust the universe, trust the divine, trust yourself. That's how you build safety within. And then you realize, oh, I actually don't have control. Like all these things that we're working so hard trying to control, it's so counterproductive because you're not, mm. everything you're trying to control is actually out of your control. And all that is doing is creating so much suffering and so much pain within you. And the control is a, the perfect example of, I'm doing this because I don't feel safe, but when we outsource anything, we're in trouble. If I'm only safe when other people are behaving the way that I want them yes. to, or I'm only worthy if I have a partner or look a certain way or have a certain amount of money in my bank account, or I'm only enough if anything goes my way, anything that you outsource is the cause of your pain and suffering. And then when I think about the work of vulnerability, we think that being in control somehow protects me from disappointment and grief and pain, like all of those protections, all of the archetypes, all of the, our defenses around life, which is a defense around love, keep us from the thing that we want. And safety is an inside job, just like happiness is, just like yeah. self-worth is, just like your power is. And I was having a conversation with my group this week about how we women don't necessarily know how to own their power, right? When we think about dating, there's either two, I either watch two schools of thought. One, the woman who thinks it's the fairy tale, right? 
I'm just at the affect of life. Hope somebody picks me. Hopes my night, hope my knight in shining armor comes and saves me. I don't have to do any work around love. I'm just here and I'm going to hope for the best. And then there's the person who's driving the bus saying like, I'm going to make love happen, right? The controller. I'm just going to go on a million dates and I'm going to find my partner and then we're going to live happily ever after. And why, you know, what for me, I've been teaching that power is about being able to influence my life. And so there's a big difference between saying I have no control versus, oh, like I think of the serenity prayer. The serenity prayer is so fucking powerful. Mm -hmm. Like God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can. Right. We actually do have control over ourselves. Yes. I do have control over my thoughts, over my feelings, over my choices and actions. I do not have control over other people, but most codependents, most people like the controller archetype is saying to themselves, if I can control how you behave and what happens out there, then I'll feel better. But also from the victim position, like I'm hearing the, like, I better get the experience I want. Uh, Who's responsible for that, babe? Yeah, (laughs) you are actually. And, and the, it's just the, it's energy. It's all energy. It's like when you're in the energy of control, you're in contraction Yes. and you cannot let anything magical and beautiful and loving and soft and tender and vulnerable. And like the openness that you need to have to experience love and transformation and healing and all these things, you have to be, you have to soften. You can't be in that tense energy. You're actually, it's like um, a water hose. You know, if you have a hose and you, you kink it up, it's the water's not going to flow through. And the same thing happens with our energy. When we're trying to control, we actually repel just energy from an energetic standpoint, we repel everything we're wanting or desiring. You, you desire love, but then nobody can actually give you love because you're not really open to it because you're in such a tense, tight, closed state. And, you know, it's so true. Like the only thing we have control over is ourselves and our choices. And to me, that's the, that's the word it's choice. It's like, I have choice. I have choice to walk away from this relationship. That's not serving me. I have choice to say no to that thing. I have choice to say yes to, to surrounding myself with people. I feel amazing to be around or to go somewhere that feels inspiring or to choose the job that lights me up or we have choice, but then everything else we do not have control over and controllers. There's this constant, what I noticed with the women, and I will say they had a massive breakthrough. In fact, it might've been the most, one of the most beautiful, deepest experiences I've ever witnessed. It was so profound to see this whole, and they were so bonded because they were all came from the controller realm. So it was, I mean, they're always so bonded, but it was so beautiful to witness them all soften together and just the photos at the end. And it was just such an extraordinary experience to be able to witness women go through that. It always is like, just, I feel like the luckiest person in the world to, to walk through that journey with women. But there's this, this thing that happens when they're here of this trying to control every experience and they're missing out on every experience. So you were saying to me earlier, they didn't even pay attention to where they were, right? Like it was like, you had to remind them, like, take a look around. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. They're just so, it's like what happens when you're in your control is you're in your head, you're not in your body. So you're not in the moment, you're not in the experience. And so we, I mean, Cortia state where the immersion happens in Corfu. I mean, I've been living here for like a month now. It is the most beautiful place on earth. It is so exquisite. There's magical creatures everywhere, animals, like the most beautiful nature you've ever seen. There's little pockets and corners. And I mean, the beauty photo shoot at the end was the best I've ever seen because there's so many places to go. There's just, it's so magical. And, you know, we were, I think it was a couple days in and we were all sitting on the grass and I, and I looked up and the sun was out and the clouds were perfectly white and fluffy and the pink building. And it was just so stunning. And then this beautiful big tree. And I was I literally have been here for a month and I, it takes my breath away over and over and over and over again. And I looked up and I was like, look, oh my gosh, look at this. And everyone turned and they're like, yep. Yeah. It's nice. And then they were like already in the future because it was a break and they were going to the beach. Mm -hmm. And so they were already thinking about the next thing. And so I brought it to their attention. And I, I, a little bit later we were at the beach and I said, remember that moment not one of you stopped with me and actually took in the beauty of that moment because you were so in your head already in the future of like, yeah, we're waiting for so-and-so to get out of her room so we can go to the beach and be at our next thing. But then of course you're at your next thing and then you're waiting for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And this is what the controller does. Oh, like are we the talking controller, about love life right now? The next yeah, thing. And the next exactly. Thing and the next exactly. Thing. Like the controller is absolutely robbing you from pleasure, robbing you from the fucking ecstasy that is available to you, the beauty, the love, the ex- like all of the experiences that you are desiring to have so deeply, you will never have if you're trying to control it. If you're in the future, trying to figure out if this guy is right for you and where is it headed and what's your future hold and blah, 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 blah. You're completely being robbed of the beauty of what is here, right here, right now. And this is spiritual practice. And when we were talking earlier, we knew, you know, we had chosen this topic and I was thinking about how, and we, you and I say this over and over and over again, the biggest thing that people resist is the practice, Mm -hmm. right? We want like, look, if it was as easy to say, oh, okay, I'm just going to stop controlling my life. Yeah. Then we'd all be able to do it. And I want to keep first reflect Kate's immersion is seven days, (laughs) right? It's not a little weekend retreat. Like it's seven days and every, no matter how much personal development work you do, you have to practice because all of being human, the environments we live in, we all have default patterns yeah. Right. And, and the default, like I always think about like a, a radio tuning, you know, like the thing is going to spin to the station. It kind of, you always listen to, you have to actually turn the dial and, and choose something different. And that's what healing's about. And for me, I, I was a controller. I was a freaking fantasy addict and I did not get to where I am in my life overnight. And I do not rest on yesterday's practice. I meditate every single day. I actually do have to schedule time. I have to schedule in my rest time. I'm the one that when I'm working really hard or I'm all caught up, I have to pause and say, it's now time to eat. 
it's now time to go for a walk. Like I really want to reflect that that's actually how you change this pattern, not just talking yourself through it. Or sometimes it is, it takes flying to the other side of the world and doing something you've never done before for seven days. Right. I share all the time about what Hawaii meant for me. I did something drastically different than I had ever done before. And all the retreats that I've attended in my life have done that for me. You have to choose the things that break the habit and you can do it in those little ways every single day. But in order to slow down, you have to decide what things are you going to build in, right? Controllers are managing everybody else's fucking experience also. Yes. They're never in their own. Mm -hmm. And I see this, I I had a, I mean, had a client last night, right? Well, he didn't do this and he didn't do that leading up to a first date. So should I blow it off? I'm like, oh my God, like, listen to yourself, right? Just because it's not going exactly the way that you think it's supposed to. So then you're not even paying attention to what actually is happening, which is you're having really great conversations with this person. He did plan a date actually. Like it is only a first date. So you're not supposed to have the freaking knight in shining armor experience on a, with a total stranger meeting for the first time. And you can't outsource your safety and you and look life is wild and big and full and people are getting married because they think I'm now going to be safe from life (laughs) because I get married or I'm going to be in control. So then somehow I won't ever have to deal with, with pain or suffering rather than letting go is what opens your capacity to be okay with all that life has to offer. And then you feel the full range because the extent of your willingness to feel your pain is directly proportional to the extent that you will feel joy and magic. Like that's, it goes both ways. You can't, right. And this is Brene Brown's work. You know, we're now moving into of, you can't selectively numb. You can't say, oh, okay, I'm not going to feel pain, but I'm going to feel joy. doesn't work yeah. like that. But that's also what, what control is trying to do, right? Yeah. Like I'm going to just try to be fine all the time rather than I'm going to let myself cry. I'm going to let myself be angry and I'm going to let myself look up at the sky and be in awe of this magical freaking life and know that I belong and that I matter and that I'm not just floating throughout our space by myself. There's a whole team of support from the universe. Yes. I love, I love that you said that. I, I've been, as you know, I've been doing a lot of writing since I've been here. My, when I participated in my friend's retreat a few weeks ago, like, I guess maybe a month ago now, um, we, she had us doing a writing practice every morning and all this poetry is coming through Mm -hmm. now. And my poetry, the last couple of weeks since the immersion, because of course, while the women are going through their immersion, I'm going through my own behind the scenes and my own next level of growth, my own deepening, my own feelings that come up that arise as I'm holding the space for all of them. And I was writing, I think it was yesterday or the day before I was sitting there, tears streaming down my face. The weather is like, it's so funny in Greece right now. It's like, so sunny when I feel like deeply joyful and happy. And then it's like stormy and rainy when I feel sad. And the same thing happened during the immersion when all their shit came up, it got stormy and chaotic. Actually Corfu saw the worst storm they've ever seen. There were cars floating down the street during the immersion. And so I'm certain it's our fault. Um, (laughs) Don't tell anyone, but, um, but it was so the, the weather was really mirroring how we were feeling internally. And yesterday was a rainy day and I was sitting there writing and just crying, but not like just feeling like set the, the sadness of the immersions being over and going from being around so many people to being with myself here and just 
And, and I love sadness and I love rage and I love anger. And I love, I love my feelings. Like I don't, because I have a relationship to them. So when we are trying to control our lives so that we don't feel pain, we just, like you said, we don't feel fucking pleasure. And there is pleasure even in feeling your pain when you start to learn how to really detach from the story of the pain where, which keeps us trapped in it versus, and we've talked about this in so many ways on so many episodes, but I feel like I'm experiencing it in my life in a deeper way now where I'm just with whatever arises and I love it. And I feel the beauty and the ecstasy is the word that keeps coming up, but I feel that in like, I feel pleasure in my sadness. I feel pleasure in my rage. There was a rage moment I had here during one of the immersions. Um, and it was, it was not even about the, well, I'm sure it was all the controller energy added to the experience, but it was something that happened that I heard from home, a change that happened. And I just like, I didn't at all attach to the story, but I was like, I got to feel this. And I just started raging in my room and just turned on some music and just started doing like the thing that I do with them at the immersion, helping them access that deeper anger inside. And then it, and then I was, you know, crying and then I was dancing and then I was singing and then it was just like, just moved so beautifully. And our feelings are so fucking beautiful. Like it's like an orchestra every day, all day. Like you, what, what is available to us is so beautiful, but we live, especially in North America. I mean, God, we're so discombobulated and so disassociated and so disconnected. And it's so important. You cannot, if you're trying to control your everything around you to not feel pain, you're just in this like mundane, numb suffering of like a misery because you can't feel deep joy and pleasure when you're, when you're avoiding your feelings. And you can't be connected to yourself when you're avoiding your feelings. And I also want to offer that the story you tell yourself is also what sometimes is creating the feeling. So of course your feelings are always valid, but often we're creating our own pain by telling ourselves a story drama. And so that this practice of, of mind and body awareness, and again, it's practice, but I, I was saying to someone the other day, I'm like, aren't we so lucky that songwriters write about every feeling? Like, aren't we so lucky that there are creatives and artists that through music we can induct our experience, like, thank God. And the, the poetry and the, the writing song, I mean, we all are artists and and what a different world if instead of, and this is like young in psychology, like this is how to work with your psyche instead of thinking, okay, what am I feeling? I'm going to like sit here and breathe, move your body or, or paint. Like if, if you, if you're struggling to access just start writing. Like everyone is a poet. Everyone is an artist. And I think, you know, an ecstatic life is making art of your life, mm. right? Making art, right? How many more times do we have to hear that, that breakups are the most trans, like some of the most transformational experiences you can go through. I started my business out of my breakup, like yeah. the most creative and enlivening and supportive experience of my life was my breakup, which led to starting my business. And and now all the things that I've gone through with Andrew, I'm Andrew and I are, are creating a dream and a vision to support other couples who have gone through what we've gone through. And when you're in control, I mean, I, I, I was actually thinking as you were talking earlier, like when you're in control, it's like looking through the uh, binoculars, but like only that like tiny little dot, you know, it's like you're like everything shrinks 
when you're yeah. in control. So you can only see like literally one foot in front of you. Um, and, and, or like when you're looking at a picture, like focusing on one tiny little thing rather than the entire piece of art that is in front of you. And that's what surrender feels like. Like it helps you zoom out. And when you're not controlling, you stop comparing yourself to other people because then you're in your own experience. When you're not controlling, you stop judging yourself and judging your feelings and judging every single experience. When you're not in control, that is the only way that love and life can happen. And I brought up about my client and the dating because I just watched, this is 100% how women sabotage their love life. I don't like the way that he sent that message. I don't like that he's not doing this. I don't like that this isn't happening. Hold on a second, right? You're not in control of other people's behavior. Also other people's behavior tells you about them, not about you. And the only way you will reclaim your power in your life is by not attaching to outcome, but also recognizing that you do have control over yourself. And that is what healing gives, that you stop reacting to everything around you and you come back to yourself and say, I'm not just, surrender is not, I'm just like floating in outer space, like hoping for the best. Surrender is I'm responsible for myself and how do I do this dance? with the universe of what is mine to do and the actions that I can take. And then where are the places that I need to let go and knowing the tension of that moment by moment by moment, because you have control over your thoughts, you emotional maturity is being control over your feelings rather than letting them explode out all over the place or holding them in and then building resentment in all of your relationships. And then recognizing that you actually do have choice over your actions. Uh, And, and you said it earlier, I can choose if I'm in this relationship, then I better choose to be in it rather yes. than just wait for my partner to be different or I need to choose to leave it. Yeah. If I don't like, if I don't like something, it's my job to do something about it. Yes. Yeah. And most people don't take responsibility. Correct. Like that is the number one most important thing in, in, living a life where you're walking in alignment with your own soul is taking responsibility for how you feel. And I feel so sad when I think of when you, you keep describing the woman that's on the dates, that's like, and it, it breaks my heart because I hear it all the time too. It's like the women who are on the dates that are like, just looking for things that are wrong Wrong. with the, with the man or woman or whoever they're on a date with and just micromanaging and like, just And it makes me so sad because when you're in alignment with all of who you are, when you are in touch with your power, with your inner guidance system, with your body, with your soul, with your turn on, with your joy, with all parts of you, you know, if something's not aligned because it just feels off. Like for me now, I could go to a restaurant and I'm like, "Mm, no, something just doesn't feel right. And I trust it. And I leave, I can meet someone. I'm like, oh, the guy I met in Athens. I, I think I told a story about that hit on me. And then I bumped into him again on another Island, which was crazy. And, but it's just like, no, like it, it's just, you know, lovely, lovely guy, but just something felt off. And like, it just, you, you, when you know yourself, When you are in touch with these parts of yourself, you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to be on high alert. So if you're on high alert, most, I mean, most likely you're on high alert because you've been hurt before and you're trying to prevent yourself from being hurt again. But guess what, my love, you can handle being hurt. If you fall in love with someone or grow in love with someone or whatever, 
you end up in a relationship and they end up leaving you for another woman or leaving you out of the blue or even passing away, like you can handle so much more than you know. In the immersion day two, I got a message. It was so beautiful from a client that came to the immersion three years ago. She's Australian. She's one of my favorite humans. And her husband had passed away a year before we met her dream love, like love of her life, been together 24 years, two beautiful daughters, amazing, amazing life. And I remember at the immersion, her saying, I will never love again. Never will I open my heart to another man ever again. And I said, I hear you. And I know that that's how you feel right now. I get that that is so real and so alive and true for you right now. And I promise you, you will, you will love again one day. And she went home and, you know, kept on her healing journey and is really, really badass, has an amazing life. But she sent me a photo on day two of the immersion of her and her new partner. And mm. they are so beautiful together. And they, they're so like, you can feel the love in the photo because she opened her heart again. Like we are not, life is out of our control. It just is. You could be in the greatest relationship of your life and something can happen. And if that's what happens, that's how it's supposed to go. And then there's something else for you to experience. We're not in charge. Like there's a greater plan. There's a, there's something way bigger happening here. And no matter how fucking catastrophic anything might seem, you can handle it. That's how we grow. Like you just said, your, your biggest heartbreak led to your business booming. Like absolutely no matter what happens in your life, you can handle it. You can grow from it. You can evolve from it. You can become better because of it. You will become more of who you're meant to be because of it. So it was like, instead of living our lives, trying to protect ourselves from absolutely, it's like, you know, living in a padded room, not, not going anywhere. So you don't hurt yourself. You don't have to do that anymore because you're, you're not getting to experience the life you're here to experience or the love you're here to experience when you are operating from that place. So learning how to, I mean, you have to build a relationship with the divine, with God, universe, angels, because if you don't believe there's something else supporting us here, I mean, it's a lonely, dark road. And I've been there. Um, That helped me tremendously to let go of control is to remember like whenever I feel like when at the immersion, when my controller started kicking up, like, okay, they have expectations. Now I have to have expectations. And when it started happening inside of me, because of course it did, I kept giving it to God. Okay. I surrender angels. You take this, you know, I will show up. I'll be the vessel. You take this and the universe did. And together we co-created the most beautiful experience. Like you are so supported. So when you feel like things are out of control, pause, connect with your body. Embodiment work is everything. Um, somatic experiencing to, to help you reset your nervous system. If you have trauma in your nervous system, which most people do, movement, embodiment, nonlinear movement is phenomenal for this. Um, but pause, feel your feet, connect with your breath, connect with your body. All right, angels, I need some help here. Bringing in the big guns, like give, I need some support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I even said one morning, I, it was the beauty photo shoot at the first immersion <clears throat> at the end and there was clouds. And I said, thank you angels so much for clearing these clouds. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. And it stormed all night long. And I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I went and had a coffee and 30 minutes later, all the clouds parted and there was not a cloud in the sky for the whole beauty photo shoot day and night. It was 
unbelievable. Like we are so divine, but again, still have to be in non-attachment. Cause if I was in attachment to the universe doing that, it wouldn't have happened. I kind of said it like almost like a joke. I said it, <laughs> I was by myself. It was yeah. real, but I, I wasn't attached. I also knew if the clouds stayed, we'd work it out. We'd take photos indoors. It's beautiful. We'd work it out. But that is what's available to us always. So if you don't have a relationship to the universe and you're a controller, look into that because you need a direct line. <laughs> and there is so much support around that. I mean, yes. that's a huge, so I mean, I don't know how to not have that part of my work. And I'm always clear about that. You don't have, and you actually don't have to have a spiritual relationship before working with me, but you do have to be willing to develop one. And there's, yeah. I mean, there's a trillion books. This is what prayer is for. This is what meditation is for. This is what nature yeah, is nature. for, like walking yeah. out in, in yes. the world. And I was saying earlier too, like Facebook's not the world. No, I don't give a shit how many Facebook friends you have. It's still one tiny little slice of life. And we need to get away from our computers, off our phones and listen to each other's stories and listen to each other's hearts and to remember that we're all in this human thing together. And at the core of healing work, at the core of what you and I both do is empower women to put their power back into their own hands and their love back into their own hands rather than outsourcing it all. And There you go. Oh, rather than out, rather than outsourcing it all and, you know, finding your way home, it's all possible. And I love you so much. I'm just sending so much love to all of the women who are doing this work. And yes. I'm thinking about myself, like it just fucking takes time. How about that? We don't have control over our healing journey. Yes. How about no. that? Yes. <laughs> like it, it it's takes not our time. Fault. It's not your fault. It's just, we're set up for it. We're set up for it from every angle. It's not our fault, but it's so possible to experience. So possible. Different. Yes. So if you loved this episode, you know, we love hearing from you and we hope you'll share it. And if you're not already in the new truth movement, join us over there and especially stay tuned because we're going to have lots of fun stuff coming up for episode 100 of the new truth podcast. And we'll have lots of special things happening for those of you that are in that group. So join us over there. And is there anything else you want to say? Uh, that's everything. Yeah. Just, uh, let yourself experience more pleasure. It's an antidote to control. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> Sending love. Soon. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast. For more of Catherine and I come hang out with us in the new truth movement, Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the new truth movement, Facebook group, and we will see you soon.